1: Hello to everyone, and welcome to another broadcast of Diakonia, a call to service. Diakonia is the Greek word for service. It is also the root word for deacon. My name is Deacon Richard Hudzik, and I'm privileged and proud and happy to serve the Archdiocese of Chicago as vicar for deacons. I'm also assigned as a deacon to the Uh, work and pray with the good people of Mary, Mother of Divine Grace in Westchester. And as we've been doing during this COVID-19 epidemic period of time, uh, Deacon Dave Brensick, the Deaconate's Associate Director, is phoning in. Uh, Good morning, David. Good morning, everyone. Okay, David is uh, also a deacon at uh, Holy Guardian Angels Parish in Brookfield and LaGrange Park and he's calling in from home, or the office, or I don't know, the Riviera, I'm not really sure, I don't ask. Um, (laughs) Even though some parts of our society is shut down, other parts continue, and uh, the ministry always continues. And we want to uh, talk today about a ministry that uh, is ongoing, I'm sure, and we're going to explore that uh, in just a second. Uh, This show is a highlight on Ministry, uh, Ministry that deacons are doing, but it's not a show about deacons. It's rather an invitation by deacons to others to join in the, the work that Christ does here on earth. He does through us. And so uh, we want to, we do in this show talk about uh, the different things that the deacons and wives are doing through the archdiocese and elsewhere, and invite everyone listening to, to join in. And the topic today joining us is uh, Deacon Pete Letourneau. Pete, are you there? Yes,
2: I am, Richard. How okay, are you? Okay,
1: good. Good morning. And uh, also joining us is uh, John Blazy, and he is from Emmaus Ministries. John, are you there?
3: I, I am here. Good morning.
1: Okay, good. So we're all here. Um, so that's the four of us. And we're going to talk about Emmaus Ministries, a ministry uh, here in Chicago. Uh, and Pete, just identify us, uh, if you would, uh, when you were ordained, and, and what your connection is with, uh, with Emmaus, and, and where you serve as a deacon.
2: Okay, thank you, Richard. Uh, I was ordained in 2018, and I am assigned as a deacon at Our Lady of the Wayside in Arlington Heights. I'm also the part-time operations director at St. Raphael the Archangel in Old Mill Creek, so I have the good fortune of being involved at two parishes. I was introduced to Emmaus at the end of my aspirancy year of formation in 2015, in the summer of twenty fifteen I volunteered at Emmaus to fulfill the service to charity field education requirement. For seven weeks on Tuesday evenings, I was part of the outreach team walking the streets of Chicago from ten thirty PM to two thirty AM. Um, and then in early twenty sixteen I was asked to join the board of directors, of which I am still a part of the board and currently the treasurer of that board.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Uh, was I, was I uh, involved in that uh, service to charity that year?
2: No, you were not. Jerry Noro. Okay, going, okay. Cause um, and, I, I
1: periodically have to apologize to people for grading their <laughs> papers too, too harshly. So, um, good. Oh. I didn't do anything to you. Uh, no, you John, did not. You good. John, uh, who are you, and, and what's your connection with, uh, with Emmaus?
3: Sure. Um, uh, John Blazy. I'm a California boy who uh, fell in love with his adopted city. I live here in Chicago. Uh, my kids were born here and um, found Emmaus uh, because I was working for a um, child welfare agency, a foster care agency, um, and recognized the realities of um, males and boys involved in, in trafficking and, um, and that there was no help for them. So uh, I found Emmaus and do incredible work. So uh, I've been here for about a year and I'm the director of Partnerships and STORY.
1: Okay. Now, we are going to—yeah, that's the topic for today is, uh, is Emmaus Ministries, what it is, who the people are, and, and uh, what its what its mission is. And so it's a, it's a difficult topic, um, and we do have a, a general listening audience, so we'll be certainly respectful of uh, not only the, the men you serve, but just the whole topic, because it can be— we can inadvertently say things that will turn people off and, and not hear what we have to say. And so we want to certainly avoid that. And that's, that's not, uh, I'm just, I'm talking to myself, I guess, because um, we're, we're talking about male victims of sexual trafficking and all of the attendant uh, fallout from that. So what's, uh, John, what, how do you describe Emmaus Ministries? What's, what's, what's it about?
3: Hear terms like trafficking or, or exploitation. Um, typically, we think of it as a as a female issue, but the reality is, uh, a nationwide study said 36% of everyone involved in the sex trade is male. Um, we recognize that here at Emmaus since our inception. Uh, so in 1990, um, we started walking the streets, caring for folks that no one was really there was no engagement with with men who were involved in this life. Um, for, we started off in, in Uptown, and we were founded by uh, by a deacon, Deacon John Green, who uh, saw that there wasn't support for these men, that there was a the desire for them to get out of this life and leave, but there was no support network. So we started there, and we've been in uh, working continuously. Our mission is to... That life to equip and empower them um, so that they're able to leave, and also to build awareness so that we can prevent more folks from going into this life.
1: And wh- where do you, uh, <clears throat> geographically, where's your focus these days?
3: So, so currently, our, our offices and drop in center is in the north side of Chicago, but we have outreach teams that are all over the city. We kind of track hot spots using data so that we can find folks who were involved in the life and see how we can build a relationship of trust to support
1: them. Okay. Now, um, we're going to be headed into a, a break just shortly, but when we come back, we're going to explicate further this uh, the, the good work of Emmaus Ministries and ongoing now for, for Nivey's 30 years. So we'll be right back.
4: Nation in our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312 741 3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today.
0: We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend. Featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Cupich and video highlights from across the archdiocese, here's host Todd Williamson. We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Cupich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100.
4: Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We have been ready through many historic moments, and we continue to respond with competence and compassion during these unprecedented times. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the risks, excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who remain open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that to-go meals continue for the homeless, to our home care aides, service coordinators, and trained counselors who continue their work in the most innovative ways our food pantry staff and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do and we salute you.
1: And we're back. Deacon Richard Hudzik joined today with uh, by Deacon Dave Brancic, Deacon Pete Letourneau, And Mr. John Blasey, Uh, we're talking about Emmaus Ministries, a Chicago initiative uh, going on now 30 years of service. Uh, It's an outreach uh, of the church, uh, of the Christian church, uh, to men involved in uh, the sex trade. Um, John, just before the break, uh, and I think, Pete, you may have used the the word yourself, but the, the phrase was, uh, you go out and you walk the streets. What, what is that?
3: Well, you know, taking it from the road to Emmaus, where we see Jesus walking alongside um, two downcast, downhearted disciples um, to provide encouragement and to ultimately help them refocus their, their hearts and their mission. Um, we did that in a, in a metaphorical way with our men, but also literally. We have conducted street outreach for over 30 years. Um, This involves trained staff, trained volunteers, going out to areas of the city where we see folks operating, um, trying to find dates, trying to work, and then we connect with them there. Um, Typically folks have not had good experiences with authority figures, not very trusting of people who say that they'll take care of them. So it's a long process and we'll see these guys over weeks, months, and even years, uh, building that relationship so that they can see we actually want to see them exit this life and uh, rebuild to a life of wholeness.
1: It reminds me of a bit of a phrase from uh, the Cursillo, make a friend and be a friend and finally bring a friend to Christ. But hmm. your your initiative is to establish credibility, I suppose, that uh, authenticity, that you're just not here to, you're not another manipulator. Um, Absolutely. Now you've got a uh, a uh, a URL for your your website that I think is admirable and is probably a a gem of a, a URL that you could sell for significant dollars. But it's the great the URL for uh, Emmaus uh, Ministries uh, is streets dot org. Uh, that's right. That's just uh, I don't know. I think it's, I think you got some money there that somebody else want must want that, but. Kudos, I guess, to John Green back in the day. Is that uh, uh, or whoever grabbed it? Um, But uh, yeah,
3: it it was. It was a member of our of our team of elders who did it back in the day, and just it's indicative of our longevity. You know that we've been here serving consistently um, back in the day when you could get a one word uh, URL.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, and I, I make mention of that just because I'm I'm envious of it, but. Uh, but also, it's, it's a very nicely designed uh, website, and there's there's lots of information on there that uh, people can, who are listening, who are uh, interested in, in further information. That's a great place to go. Um, so uh, one of the things on there is that I thought this was uh, some, some creative, uh, some thoughtful uh, work as to... If I ask the question, "What is the work of Emmaus ministries, I think the answer you're going to give me is is threefold it's awareness and prevention, outreach, and reinvestment does that Does that work for you in, in terms of uh, what you're about
3: that that, uh, that essentially encapsulates what we 're doing um, it's i think first of all, when we think about um, men and boys involved in this life uh, it's it's certainly there's um, doesn't ring true. You know, we are used to only hearing about women. And that happens throughout society and, and then in law enforcement, throughout schools. So places that folks who would generally recognize uh, a female who is being exploited wouldn't recognize a male.
1: But so, yet yeah. you, uh, you gave the statistic of 36% uh, are male in this, in this uh, trade.
3: Correct, correct. That's a nationwide study. We've also seen studies in major metro areas of being up to 50% are male. Um, The reality is there's a lot of lonely people, um, and then there's a lot of people seeking um, to survive at any cost. Um, When we talk about outreach, again, these are typically folks who've endured a lot of trauma in their life. Um, The reality of homelessness, um, drug addiction, being involved in the foster care system or any kind of substitutionary care is prevalent in the majority, and I'm talking about the vast majority of people that we serve. So these are folks who are out on the street just looking to survive, and they're approached by people who will, you know, pay for them.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm Now, I want to, uh, we're going to shortly be going to uh, our second and final break, but um, I do want to come back. You've got a background in uh, foster care, and some of the statistics you cite are astronomical. Uh, I want to just tease that out a little bit, uh, and we'll do that right when we come back.
3: For
2: to see at my right hand or
4: at my left. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951. Anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. It has been inspiring to see how individuals, families, and communities have found ways to help one another throughout 2020. At Catholic Charities, we usually have 35 to 40 events a year where we gather and enjoy time together in support of important programs and services while raising critical funds that allow us to respond to the growing number of people who are in need of the most basic necessities in life. Many of our events are now virtual. If you would like to be a sponsor for one of these events, please call 312-948-6864. That's 312-948-6864. Also, visit us at catholiccharities.net slash events and follow us on social media too. We so look forward to when we can resume our events in person and reconnect with our friends and partners throughout Chicagoland. For now, please consider donating to Catholic Charities so our vital work can continue. Thousands of people in Chicago count on Catholic Charities every day. Please help us help them today. Learn more at CatholicCharities.net. It is not for me
1: to give, but for. The Lord. We're back for the third and final piece of Diakonia, a call to service. Today, we're talking with uh, Deacon Dave Bransic, and he's joined by uh, uh, Pete Letourneau and. John Blasey. We're talking about Emmaus Ministries. Uh, just before the break, we uh, started talking about, uh, I, I, I made mention of uh, foster care. And, and John, you come from a background in that. Uh, and just looking at your, your website and the statistics, you're, it's citing that 90% of the men that you've served, uh, and I, I note that in Chicago, you're estimating there's three to 5,000 uh, men and boys in this in this uh, sex trafficking, but you're saying 90% of the men who were, who were served were arising out of some kind of uh, what you call it, custodial care or uh, foster care, uh, some place where they're vulnerable as 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 young teens. Is that am I, am I reading that correctly?
3: That that that's correct. Um, I think any any study that you'll see wouldn't put that number below even 60%, even at the most conservative numbers. The reality is the folks who get involved in this life have experienced uh, severe childhood um, uh, trauma um, and experience homelessness. There's a statistic um, that cites 41% of runaway kids on their first night of homelessness are approached for sex on their first night of homelessness. Um, we have almost 17,000 homeless youth in Chicago and the surrounding suburbs. These are folks who don't have a permanent place to stay. Uh, oftentimes, if they're under 18, don't have the legal right to get a job in a lot of cases. And um, they are having to do whatever they can do to, to find shelter. So the, the idea of a, of a glamorous life, of the, the pretty woman life, there's, it's absolutely non-existent. Okay. These are folks who've experienced trauma who continue to be
4: exploited.
1: So it's the, it's the vulnerability. Uh, I mean, youth, a youth offender coming out of uh, confinement there, I suspect, would be uh, vulnerable as well. Is that, am I reading that right?
3: Absolutely. When you take away the support system of a loving family, or even a, a supportive foster family. These are children who are exposed and who don't have anything to hang on to and who are preyed upon.
1: Now, I want to ask, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Pete, uh, you've been involved for uh, a handful of years, uh, would you say since 2015? That is correct. What do you see? What do you, uh, where's your faith journey in this? Uh What's, what, what's what's the gospel here?
2: Well, the, the gospel is, and I think um, one of the big takeaways from my experience doing outreach is that it's a truly a ministry of presence, meaning um, what Emmaus does for these men is they're a constant in their life. So no matter where they might be, um, what challenges or hardships they're going through, they know they can always circle back to Emmaus, and have an empathetic ear of somebody on either the other side of the phone or at the table. That was also a great um, aspect of Emmaus, is they always bring men together to the table to enjoy a meal, because sometimes that might be the the only meal that they sit down and eat as, lack of a better word, family. Um, One of the things that I did during the four years I've been involved with Emmaus is— for about a year, I was a mentor to one of their clients, his name was Juan, and he had come into the Catholic Church the Easter prior, and kind of the objective of mentoring him was to keep him connected to his faith. And Juan, like many of these men, uh, have go through it, it's a really tumultuous lifestyle, where they'll have a housing source, like at some point he was living with his sister, but then has a fallout with one of the family members is pushed back on the street and becomes homeless. And we would meet on a weekly basis at St. Vincent's ball church on the campus of DePaul university um, for math. And then we would go across the street and we would have breakfast. And because that was for me, just, you know, really, you know, as Pope Francis would say, smelling the sheep, getting out there and truly embracing those that are, are on hard times, but yet, you know, we know that at the core of our faith is that we're all made in the image and likeness of God. And, and so also during this time, it was a great lesson on how fragile their communication is, because Juan would go through phases of easily, con- you know, you could easily contact him because he had a cell phone, but all of a sudden it would get stolen, it would be lost, he would not pay for his next month's service, and then it was hard to communicate with them, And unfortunately, we, we never made it quite through the year that we had hoped. But um, you know, it was you know, it's something that I you know, Juan is one of those guys that has left an impression on me that that I will never forget. When we first met, and we met on neutral ground at the um, at the ministry center where his mace is currently located, and there is a church that rents part of their space, and in the sanctuary area is this wonderful stained glass image of um, the Good Shepherd, and you know that forever impacts me. So Juan there we're sitting in the pews and he, he pours out his life to me and then he gets done he goes so what's your story hmm. and i was pretty much speechless i go mm. well i got nothing and i was you know grew up on the south side of the city and had a stable family lifestyle and and so it was just it was it was it was pretty shocking and moving and just really tugs at your heartstrings mm-hmm. and, and um so then we walked to starbucks and again you know he He's used to going to Dunkin' Donuts, and that was kind of an interesting encounter because neither myself nor the barista knew what he was asking for. But then we figured it out.
1: Yeah, um,
2: yeah. yeah. So it, you know, that's one of those one of those truly um, heartfelt moments. And you know, there's you know there we are sitting in the sanctuary and looking all over our shoulder is Christ, the Good Shepherd. Yeah. So you know, it's it's. Uh, I, you know, as, as Father Brito said during formation in homiletics that there is no in coincidence in life. It's all God incidents. So yeah. you
1: know, I want you know to, right plate. Yeah, no, that's 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 good. It's uh that's person to person encounter. That's that's he, that's that's real real in the streets ministry. Now Dave, uh, you and I work in the Diacon office. We've got about a minute or so left. Um, what do you see as the benefit of the Diaconate support for uh Emmaus Ministries, what's what's? Why do we bother?
2: Well, I think, you know, whether it's Emmaus or there's so many other ministries out there where people can get involved, it makes your your faith life richer. I mean, uh, and it, Pete you know, I like to see if you know we would agree, but it's we all know that being a deacon is just not about serving up at the altar. And that getting out into the, into the community, you know, meeting people, uh, working with people, it, it just, you're meeting Christ. And it just makes you a better deacon and it opens your eyes.
1: All right. Uh, we've been talking about Mayus Ministries. Uh, and I direct you to streets.org. Uh, you can get information about how you can help, what the needs are. Thank you, John. Thank you, Pete. Thank you, David. Uh, We'll be back again next month on another topic, but God bless you all, and may we all be servants of Christ our Lord.
3: Thank
0: you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.